Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is eight minutes after the hour, and uh, Joe Gilbert is on board. JoeGilbert.us. Dot us that, is that, it. That, that, that kind of claim that actually it's U.S., but it's the best we can do. Dot us. Joe, welcome. How are you? Great, man. I'm awesome. Thanks. I'd say you're really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we're all in this room, we're all awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the other voice you hear. Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. Over at the Brown Station location. Good oh, morning, Gary. Yeah. Good morning. And uh, just out of curiosity, any kind of rifle raffles going on? Uh, right you, now? you know, you caught me. You caught me the one time. I do not have an ongoing rifle raffle today. Well, you can say it anyway. I not. know. It's even even if you don't play, it's fun to say rifle raffle, rifle raffle. Yeah, rifle. We've raffle. got some uh, le le legislation. I can say that Easy word. Easy for I, you to say. Not this morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get muted again. Be cool. <laughs> Please leave my mic on. Uh, I'll be nice. We got some. We got some legislation pending here in Missouri, and there's others in other. There are others in other states that uh, we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, but I'm going to kick the program off with an interview that I did um, yesterday, actually, and uh, it's 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 always interesting to me when uh, somebody starts a business, especially a manufacturing business, from just out of the blue. And uh, the folks over at CMMG that uh, manufacture uh, AR-15s and, and a whole host of different flavors, uh, really, uh, they impress me. And, in fact, all my ARs are CMMG ARs. Uh, so um, I invited uh, one of the brothers that started the company to come on the program, and we did an interview. And uh, this is Jeff Overstreet. Welcome to Gary on Guns. I'm your host, Gary Nolan, and I am joined by Jeff Overstreet from CMMG. Uh, they uh, manufacture AR-15s, and in fact, all of my AR-15s are made uh, by CMMG. That's why I brought Jeff on board, uh, because I don't know of a more innovative company when it comes to uh, the manufacture of these kinds of, uh, of firearms. Uh, one of my favorites, and I have yet to, I've yet to get one, but I'm going to get that, what is it, the MK-40, uh, the Mutant? And the Mark 47. The Mark 47, because yeah. I shot that, and I thought, oh, my God, that was fun. Uh, and uh, yeah. why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that firearm before we go any further? Well, that particular one was our very first, um, oh, basically, uh, escape from a normal AR-15-type platform. We had the AR-15 size firearms. We had the AR-10-size firearms. We built one that was intermediate and so it was a mid-sized platform that specifically was made to take the uh, AK-47 magazine. Uh, used a larger bolt, um, and it also had a different lower receiver to accommodate for that larger magazine. Because when I grew up, I had a, a, a large affinity towards AK-47s and SKSs, and mainly it was because that was the only thing that I could afford to shoot. Um, didn't have a lot of money, uh, either for guns or for ammunition, and all of the AR-15s at that time that were chambered in that caliber, they were a little bit finicky on reliability, both with magazines and with the components of it. So we built a mid-sized platform that was way, way overbuilt. And we released that in December of 2014, I believe. And so that was our first really big step into engineering something from the ground up. We had other products that were specific to us and plenty of other products that um, we made and we made for other companies also, but that was the first one that was a very big break um, outside of the norm. 
it's uh, it, there's there are some innovations in that firearm. Uh, I don't know if other companies have started to copy that or anything, but uh, there really were some ingenious innovations in that. And it's an inexpensive weapon to fire. It's a fun weapon to shoot. Uh, I really enjoy that, and I'm I'm definitely <laughs> going to get my hands on one. It's going to happen. Uh, I, I know somebody that can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. CMMG. Uh, you guys, uh, you, normally you go to the SHOT Show, but that's been canceled this year. Right. This is the first time my wife and I were talking about that last night. This is probably the first time in 15 years that I have not gone to SHOT Show. And so it's a very, and it's, but it's supposed to have been, I think, next or last week. And so it was a very odd feeling to not be part of that. And the industry itself is extremely busy, but because of restrictions with travel and gatherings and everything like that, we're obviously not able to do it. Um, that being said, we have plenty to do not preparing for SHOT Show right now. There's more than enough work going on. And, you know, we still have more products that we have waiting to come out. We have lots of products scheduled over the next two years. That's about as far out as we schedule right now. So just because we're not going to SHOT Show doesn't mean we still don't have new things coming. just means we're not presenting them in the same fashion as we were before. Well, uh, for those of you who, and, and I guess uh, the, the public really can't go into the SHOT Show. It's, it's pretty much just for the industry to, to display their new wares. Uh, and for uh, me as a broadcaster, it was like being a kid in a candy store is, uh, because I got to walk up and down the aisles and see all of these fabulous uh, inventions. And uh, it, it was just a great time. Uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the manufacturers, in, in light of the fact that they couldn't go to Vegas, uh, did some online uh, uh, exposures for their new products. Did you guys do that at all? We didn't. We have some other things scheduled. And typically, well, not always, but we, we release things before SHOT Show, sometimes during SHOT Show, and sometimes after SHOT Show. It just so happens we're going to be doing releases after SHOT Show this year, and mainly it was because they weren't ready to be released yet. We try not to release new products until they're fully in production, because nothing's more frustrating than ordering something and it not being in stock. Now, that being said, there's nothing in stock right now anyway. And just because of the, 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 the may, amazing amount of uh, demand for absolutely everything, components, firearms, ammo. So I would say over the next two months, we'll probably have at least one, if not two, releases coming out. So we, ha we have an insider uh, uh, email that you can sign up for on our website, cmmginc.com, where anyone can get a... Uh, first-hand look at that. It gets released to them before it gets released to the public. CMMGINC.com. Uh, and if you just turn the radio on, Jeff Overstreet from CMMG uh, is on board with us. And you and your brother started this company. What was the impetus? What, you just wake up one day and say, hey, let's start manufacturing rifles? I mean, how well, do you do that? <laughs> Not quite that simple. It, it started just because I, we always had an enthusiasm for firearms and whether it was a healthy enthusiasm or unhealthy enthusiasm which whatever thrusted us to, to get this far but there was never a time in our past growing up where there wasn't firearms somehow involved in life whether it was going out shooting or hunting with my dad or going to gun shows or just being fascinated by the mechanics of them 
and I didn't w- uh, grow up with a lot of uh, money or ability to buy a lot of stuff. But my dad had had always been in sales of some sort, and he really showed me how to do sales. And we would go to gun shows and buy and sell and trade, and basically end up with what we wanted. Hopefully, it wouldn't take too long. But sometimes it was a a very very long goal in order to end up with something that I was looking for. But ended up, my wife, uh, we got married. We met in 1998, and we got married in 1999. Um, she encouraged me, said, you know, look, you're doing this work on the side. I think you could do this full time. I'm like, no, that could never happen. You can't do a job that you enjoy. That's that's not how the world works. And she was keeping track of what we were doing and just asking some other questions. And in 2002, uh, we ended up incorporating. So this is, on, I believe, February 4th is our 19-year anniversary So uh, for the business incorporating. So 2022 will be our 20-year anniversary, and we were going to have some neat things released then, too. So, again, we have stuff planned a long, long way in the future, but it all it all started because we had an enthusiasm and a passion for firearms, um, and it just grew from there. Two things occur to me based on listening to that story. One of them is the old adage that behind every great man is a great woman. Uh, and the second thing is uh, your wife's vision. Have you had it checked? I mean, she married you, she met you, and in a year, she <laughs> just checked it, you know, make sure she can see the big E on the on the chart. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, she has had LASIK surgery, but by then, you know, we've already been married now. So yeah, too late. I think she's stuck, man. All right. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're running out of time. But I do want to know if you have, uh, if you're, if you're in a position to uh, let us know what's in the pipeline, can you do that? I, I know that we can go get the email, uh, hook up for the email thing. Uh, but I just thought maybe you get just a hint, maybe a little tidbit. Let's see. I would say we have some different calibers coming out. And, and a lot of times we get uh, solicited by uh, ammo manufacturers, you know, basically make a firearm that fits this new bullet that's coming out. Um, the next one that we're going to be releasing is going to be um, for a cartridge that has been out for a little while, and it's ammo that is available right now. So hopefully, people will be able to go find ammunition and shoot it at a, at a relatively reasonable price. Um, that would be the most thing I would say. Uh, but we, oh, I, I'm have- so I am so tempted to guess at what it is. It's like <laughs> two calibers I'm thinking of that it might be in. Uh, one of them is, I'll just say, one of them is mighty but small. Am I on the right track? Well, I mean, that's very open to interpretation. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to give it up. Jeff Overstreet uh, from CMMG, uh, head down to your uh, local firearm store and get one of the best engineered AR-15s that you're going to find anywhere. I've known this guy for years. Uh, I, I, all my AR-15s are CMMG uh, because they are so dependable and so trustworthy. And after all, if you ever need it for self-defense, you want it to be dependable. Uh, and that's what uh, CMMG does. So, uh, Jeff, thank you very much for uh, spending a few minutes with us. I wish you the best of luck. And I will thank send, you very much. I will send your wife uh, the number uh, name for uh, of a good optometrist. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. So, uh, Jeff Overstreet, local company, local manufacturer, great, uh, great manufacturer of AR-15s. Uh, and, uh, boy, i got to tell you, I'm... I'm I just, I really do enjoy the ones that uh, that I purchased from uh, from him. Uh, they're just great. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a great story, man. I love those local companies. 
Yeah, when you you know you start from scratch, uh, and, and I didn't realize that his wife uh, really was the impetus behind getting the ball rolling. Um, but uh, and and I do question her vision. I mean, <laughs> most of us have seen Jeff, and you know, it's like, oh man, the house for the blind. Anyway, uh, with that in mind, we're up against the clock here. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk with Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.us, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. Station location. There you go. I'm Gary and Guns Hot Talk 93.9, the Eagle Legislation in Missouri. Up next. It is uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Joe Gilbert, joegilbert.us. Uh, take your training uh, to the top level. Uh, and, uh, and I mean, there are scenarios that he goes over and responses to attacks that he won't even talk about on the air. I beg him to. I tried bribing him. Uh, he just won't do it. He says, uh, I don't want the bad guys to hear how they can be thwarted. Uh, those are uh, lessons you're only going to learn when you take a class. So uh, head over to joegilbert.us. Pay no attention to the photograph of the man. Uh, <laughs> class is much better than the picture. Uh, yeah. The other voice in the background, Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Mon Station location. Why am I in the background? Why can't I be in the foreground for a change? Come on. Uh, well, we're afraid they'll turn the cameras back on. <laughs> <laughs> Good reason to put me out of the yeah, room. <laughs> I'm just attacking everybody left and right today. <laughs> I'm feeling immune. I anyway, <laughs> uh, numbers here are 800-529-5572 or 874-9392. Two pieces of legislation pending here in Missouri. Uh, House Bill 52 uh, removes the prohibition on law-abiding citizens carrying firearms for self-defense on public transit property and in vehicles. In addition, it allows law-abiding citizens to transport unloaded or non-functioning firearms on buses. Doesn't that seem a bit redundant? I don't know. Maybe the NRA's uh, uh, recap is a little foggy, but if and, and I'm in favor of this. I think it's a great idea. It's uh, House Bill 52. If you remove the prohibition on law-abiding citizens carrying firearms for self-defense on public uh, transit property and in vehicles uh isn't it kind of redundant to say in addition it allows law-abiding citizens to transport unloaded or non-functioning firearms on buses seems a bit redundant but uh, uh -huh. if, you're, if you're if you're writing it you might as well spell out what it is you're fully wanting to encompass and that way some court later doesn't have to interpret it so yeah, yeah. Why, why would you even want to carry an unloaded <laughs> gun or gun on a or firearm on a bus yeah. and this is one of the dumbest prohibitions ever where would you be most likely to need a firearm in St. Louis? Public transit? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Public transit is probably in the top of the list. Does does uh, St. Louis have a, a rapid transit kind of a thing? Yeah, they do of some sort some because there's light a tunnel rail that runs out to the airport and yeah. runs over to East St. Louis. I know there's a steps running down to like a subway looking thing, and it, I think it's a, just a train or whatever, but it said don't come in here with a gun. So you didn't go in? Oh, of course not. Of course I paid the law. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, when I was uh, growing up in Cleveland, we had what we call the Rapid Transit, uh, the Regional Transit Authority eventually, and people would get uh, robbed standing on those platforms uh, all the time. Uh, I, would th I would, you know, I would think that uh, being able to carry a firearm in, in that Situation. You, mean, you mean the criminals didn't obey the law and they, they carried their guns even though the law-abiding citizens couldn't? I know. That's, it's it's might, hard to believe. Might be the only place that's ever happened. Huh. Yeah. Weird. You remember that, that mayor in Wisconsin? 
There's a <laughs> shooting, the in, the, shooting. In, in the mall. Oh, and if only the bad guy had read the sign on the door that said no guns allowed, yeah. nothing would have happened. Wow. Yeah, said the dumbest mayor in the history of mayordom. Yeah, there's two ways to, to get me to do something that normally I would not, and that's bacon fat and women. And, <laughs> and this beautiful young woman convinced me to ride MARTA when I was in Atlanta, and I rode it, and, and I thought, boy, I've, you know, I'm wrong. This isn't so bad. Well, we returned about 11 o'clock at night. Oh, my Lord. It's like, never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference between 1 p.m. and 11 at night. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's suddenly you're looking around going, the hell am I doing here? Yeah, this was not smart. <laughs> oh, anyway, this repeals an arbitrary gun-free zone law that uh, does nothing to hinder the criminals, and that's what they do. They don't. They don't do anything. Gun-free zones are uh, really kind of. A, you might as well put a sign that says, "You know, criminals who want to make a statement or rob us, come here," because there's nobody that will resist. It's just foolish. But the second law. It's, uh, it's another House bill, 212. I have a problem with this, and they've tried to pass this in the, uh, his, you know, a couple times before. But it, it, it's one of those laws where I can sympathize with people they're trying to help, but I don't believe this law should pass. And uh, I'll explain what that is uh, right after the news. We'll get you up to date with what's going on around town and around the world. There is concealed carry legislation. Uh, Pending in North Dakota, worthy of note. Utah, also worthy of note. Iowa, I mean, this is really happening in a lot of red states. Um, we've also uh, got a, a, a story about a woman who uh, defended herself uh, with a firearm. She was being attacked by her boyfriend, and it it really was brutal. I mean, she put up with like 10 hours of abuse went to the hospital. We'll tell you what happened there. Uh, and the uh, Democrats uh, in their assault weapons ban of 2019, they're bringing it back. Mm. All that coming up, plus whatever firearms Larry Whalen wants to brag about that you could get at Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Coming up on Gary and Guns, Hot Talk, 93.9 The Eagle. Welcome, glad to have you with us, glad to be with you. Uh, Larry Whalen is in from Modern Arms. From the Brown Station location. And, yeah. and then we've got Joe Gilbert in... Uh, from JoeGilbert.us, and there are a couple of uh, well, there's actually a lot of legislation uh, pending uh, in in uh, the leg in, in Jeff City, but a lot of it is uh, you know anti-gun stuff that is just it's just not going to pass. Uh, but a couple of pro-gun pieces of legislation just might, uh, including the uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, which I'm sure we're all in favor of. But here is a pro-gun piece of legislation that I'm actually against. Uh, it's House Bill 212. Essentially what it says is, if you work for somebody that is anti-gun, and they say to you, when you come to work and you park in my parking lot, you cannot have a gun in the car. Um this piece of legislation would say you're held harmless. They can't fire you. Uh, you can't face any civil or criminal liability. You just bring your gun in the car and lock it up. Um, it specifies that lawful owners of firearms may transport or store the firearms in locked, privately owned motor vehicles without fear of civil liability, criminal liability, or employer retribution. 
Look, I I sympathize with these people. Uh, they're smart enough to know that uh, the the best defense against the bad guy uh, is to be equally armed, at least. Um, but it's my private property, and if I'm saying no, I I don't want you parking in my parking lot with a gun. I have every right to. It's my property. I Go. agree. I, I'm 100% on board with this. It, you know, why can we violate their rights and they can't violate ours? You know, and, and, and here's the thing that I talk about when we talk about risk at work. Say you're a, you know, a physician, you're a surgeon making several hundred thousand dollars a year, and you feel the need to carry a gun to work. Well, what are the odds of you being attacked and needing to use lethal force to protect, protect yourself versus the odds of you getting caught and losing your job and now your family has nothing you've lost, right? And so you got to look, what are, the, what are the flipping odds? You know, you make your own decision if you want to risk it, but don't violate my rights, property or whatever. So you agree with me? I do. Uh, I expected I expected more from you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went through this in Louisiana with the, with the refineries and stuff and, you know, the, the same type of stuff. Wow, such common sense. Well, uh, and this, you, this, you've got the you've got the ability to to work for an employer that embraces that idea, or or choose to work for one that 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 is a, is going to be opposed to to that. So, you know that you do have some choice in that, and I don't think we should give up property rights um, so that someone else can exercise their 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 rights. So, you yeah. know, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of 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 um, of this. I, I think that there's plenty of places that you can um, can still still use your you still exercise your second amendment rights without uh, violating somebody's property rights so I, yeah so if, if you if uh, it's it's your job uh that's at stake you can always build solar panels right uh, <laughs> john Kerry can help you get a job yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love i love how those people in their ivory towers uh, can can come down with well you can simply uh build solar panels instead <laughs> right. I'm a welder on the XL pipeline. This is what I've trained for for years. And now you want me to do what? And, and Government I, retraining camps. That's just scary as heck, man. Oh, that's it, a, don't get it, on the train. Don't get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how many solar panels do you think they built in West Virginia last year? <laughs> um, my guess is Bupkis came out of uh, West Virginia. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, here I am doing the weekday show. All right, so we both, we all three agree on this, and I, I really wasn't expecting that. I thought there'd, there'd be some kickback. But I do think uh, you have to make those choices. And I'll tell you what my choice would be. My choice would be to carry concealed, to bring my firearm with me, and if I got caught and I got fired, then, uh, yeah, all right, I'm walking down the street counting my change. But I don't think I would make myself vulnerable uh, Based on uh, you know the business my my employer's position, I, I also wouldn't talk about it like we're doing here. I would just very quietly do it. Yeah, there is a lady that um, boasted about the gun that she carried, and this was at Bass Pro. And uh, you know, I spent some time at Bass Pro after I retired, and and I was armed, but nobody ever knew it. Right. But this lady was boasting to other employees and everybody about it, and she soon her employment was terminated. So. Hey, yeah, uh, that just they, they, you wear it concealed for a reason. That's yeah. <laughs> it, so that nobody knows. Well, and and locked in your in your personal vehicle, you know, on the parking lot, 
Are, is your is your company doing automobile searches at the gate? I mean, how does how does this even become a thing? Yeah, you I, just I don't, I don't even understand. Yeah, so I'm opposed to that law. I'm in favor of the first one. I'm opposed to the second one, uh, and 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 I, I I don't think I can be swayed on that. Uh, apparently, you guys the same. North Dakota uh, concealed carry legislation um, on the table. Uh, Utah permitless carry. Uh, has uh, cleared the final committee hurdle, according to the NRA. It's headed for the Senate floor. Uh, I like permitless carry, Joe, but I have a problem. Um, and and my, my problem is with people who don't have the common sense to go get the extra training. I don't think it should be mandatory. I'm not saying, you know, you must do this or you can't. But I sure wish more people would go beyond, you know, you know, doing the basics uh, because there's so much more to defending yourself than just carrying the gun. Absolutely. Well, and, and people always focus on the hardware and not the software. It, it's the programming, it's the training, it's it's the full understanding of the statutes as they are so that you can carry safely and effectively and, and defend yourself and be able to defend yourself in court. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not just surviving the fight. You've, you've got to put some things in place to be able to then defend that action um, in, in the legal system, too. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it's important to get additional training. Uh, whether you decide to get the permit or not, get the training. And this is there's, there's a dichotomy here, too, because I everybody, everyone should have additional training. But then, you know, if you don't shoot a lot, if you don't train often, these skills are perishable. And it's when they say we don't want anybody in the school to have a gun because what if you miss and kill a child? Well, that's a tragic, tragic, you know, event. But if you don't have a gun and you don't stop the shooter, there may be 20 children dead. And unfortunately, it's a numbers game and uh, you have to take the emotion out of it. And, we, you know, we too often don't. Yeah, I never saw the logic of, of that argument. Well, you might miss and hit a kid. Yeah, but if nobody's stopping him, right. he's going to be popping kids left and right willy-nilly. Right. Uh, and if it's your kid that gets that gets hurt, well, that's horrible, you know? And it is horrible. But, man, it's, it's a numbers game. Yeah, uh, that argument just never held. Just never held for me. Anyway, uh, and, and one of the things in Missouri, uh, you can conceal carry without a permit, and I like that. But you ought to take the class. And if you do take the class, uh, there are some advantages to having the permit. Uh, including, you know, driving by a school. Um, they're just... And I, it's... Uh, if they made it so that permitless carry and permit carry were identical in terms of where you could carry, um, then I would say don't bother with the permit. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't think the government has any right to write these laws, but they are there, and as long as they're there, you might as well go the distance... Take the class, get the permit, because um, there are some shortage. You know, uh, in Missouri, uh, Larry, the, you can conceal carry, but not everywhere that you can if you have a permit. Correct. There's there's some other, uh, uh, you know, the permitless carry doesn't give you the same protections as, as getting the permit. Or doing right. the and, and make no mistake, the permit does not allow you to carry them there. Right. It just... Instead of you going to jail, they're just going to ask you to leave. Yeah, that's right. the it can difference. Be a, a, an infraction instead of a weapons violation. Right. So, and and you know the big part is you can also use that uh, concealed carry permit in Missouri in several other states. 
So where the permitless um, carry stops at the Missouri line, uh, permitted carry allows you to follow the laws in other states, and uh, many states recognize the Missouri permit. Yeah, except for good old Illinois. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Now, I know that there's uh, libertarians out there are going to come after me. Well, you're none of these words. None of them are legal. I understand that. I, I fully understand it. But they're there, and until we can get rid of them, this strikes me as the best course of action. Uh, 800-529-5572-874-9390. Changes in Iowa and North Dakota in their gun laws. Woman who was being, for 10 hours, tortured. How she ended that problem. All coming up and carrying guns. Hot Talk, 93.9 The Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 50, 5 50 minutes after the hour. Larry Wayland is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And he's, you notice he sort of, he just slips right into that as so smoothly. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Joe Gilbert in from joegilbert.us. And uh, we have to talk about this almost every week. And I know the answer in advance, but uh, how's ammo supplies? <laughs> Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, we do still have ammunition enough. available for uh, a box of ammunition available for purchase uh, with purchase of any of our firearms. So if you need nine boxes of nine millimeter, come buy nine pistols from me, and I will sell you nine boxes of, of nine millimeter. Uh, yeah, ammo's tough. It, it's hard to get. Um, we did set enough back that we're still able to have a box available with each of the firearms we're selling, but I don't have common ammunition available on the shelf for sale today. I got a little bit of, I believe, 300 blackout that remains, but that's the only... Only thing I've got. Um, orders are coming in. You know, we are getting products, um, but it's just very small volumes of ammo. Um, it's it's uh, it's going to take a while for that to to pan out. I believe. Wow, that is just. You know, I I think last week we were talking about this uh, gun store down in Florida. Uh, apparently, they let people know in advance when they're going to get a delivery, and they camp out overnight. Wow. In front of his store. That's how hard this is to get uh, for retailers. Um, I don't know. And, and you don't have you don't have a date. Nobody uh, is telling you. No, I, 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 I get shipping notifications, but I, I'm getting orders that were placed back in August and September. Um, I, I don't dig up the the go back to find out exactly what's coming in. I open the box and we sell it. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I, I don't know when, but we get shipments almost every day. And we, you know, it, some of them do contain ammo. Um, some of them do contain guns and some of them do contain accessories, but it's, uh, it's, it's a weird time in the gun market. You know, our, our whole model was built around being able to, um, you know, stock a little bit and the other stuff we can have for you very, very quickly. Uh, there's not much that I can special order right now either. So it's, uh, it's it's a tough time in the in the gun business. It's hard to get resupplied. Um, be patient. Um, we do have a wide selection of of handguns available. I even have some AR-15s on the wall today. But uh, that's there's been weeks and weeks in a row where we haven't had uh, you know Glock pistols for sale or we haven't had AR-15s available. But we've got both today. If uh, if I wanted to to uh, buy some uh, 45 ACP. Could I go in there and say, uh, here's my money when it comes in, let me know? I won't do that um, because I don't know how long into the future it will be before I could fill that order. Um, I have been in that back order loop before, 
it's um, nobody's happy when it's taken too long and i'm i'm not your guy to uh to make that promise or sell that future production to you before it's been made i, I just won't do it i've got a friend that's a uh, works for one of the large distributors and he told me that uh, the people in the gun stores have a tough time because they can't control who walks in the door but they just will not talk to customers that bug them pester them that they don't like so the fact that larry's getting getting things means that they like him um so so if you want him to start calling and bugging distributors that may be that may kill everything yeah and they're getting their they're getting their fannies kicked every day by people screaming at them and uh and my buddy said, "Hey, I just won't talk to him. He said, we just don't even call him back. We don't talk to him. We don't ship him anything." Now, yeah. when I yeah, when I get a get a call from the distributor, the answer is yes. Yeah, you know, do you want yeah. yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know how much I'm spending. Just send it. Yes, put it in a box and send it. I'll buy it. The I, psychic I hotline. The yeah. answer is yes. Yes, I'll uh, take it. Okay, those flagpoles are on the way. I'll what? Take, <laughs> well, okay, all right, we'll sell them. <laughs> you can still fly a Trump flag, can't you? I don't think so. Flagpoles oh. might sell. Not in Columbia. <laughs> no. Is that sorry. part of the cancel culture? I'm sorry. I mean, an upside-down Trump flag should be flying right now. <laughs> We're in distress. Oh, boy. Are we ever. Uh, and, it, and it's going to get worse. Um, the, the Democrats, the, the Biden administration, um, it, it just it portends bad things. Uh, they're anti-gun. Uh, I know that uh, Dianne Feinstein is... She's just gung-ho. She can't wait uh, to start passing anti-gun legislation if she can. We just have to hope that the Supreme Court holds. Uh, well, because and we hope to heavens that this administration will stop with the executive orders and actually make some laws through the legislature where we have some representation the way the whole thing's built. You know, the 34 executive orders, I mean, this guy's going to run out of ink and his, his pen's going to run dry. This is un, this is unprecedented. I'm a, I'm shocked and dismayed that we don't have Republican outrage about what is going on, what is coming out of the White House. This is, this is uh, untenable because he's stripping the legislature of their ability to make laws. You know, he's, he's taking over that, that third branch of government, and that's, that's really dangerous. Well, you know, executive orders are for emergencies and, you know, and also to, you know, tell them mow the lawn. Um, they're not for everyday writing, uh, writing law. If they were supposed to be used to write law, there would be no need for Congress. And that seems to be what we've got going on this yeah. past couple of weeks. And we just got Mr. Potentate. So what happened here is uh, Barack Obama couldn't get things through the legislature because when he passed Obamacare, it cost him the House and eventually the Senate. So he started using executive orders. They've all done this, but I'm telling you that he did it. Not at this magnitude. Right. But he did it, uh, you'll remember I've got a pen and a, and and a, a phone. phone. yeah. So he passed all these uh, rules using executive orders. Trump comes in, reverses them, writes his own, because they lost control of the House, and literally undoes the Obama administration. The only thing he didn't get rid of in its entirety is Obamacare. And he, but he put in a couple of good nicks. But now we've got Biden back in, and he is erasing Trump the way Trump erased Obama. And the government's not supposed to work this way. Yeah, it's broken. People are not supposed to be whipsawed every time there's a new administration. And the way to prevent that is to control how often and under what circumstances they're using executive orders. 
And uh, I think uh, Biden is a bit afraid. The House is barely in their hands. The Senate's a 50-50 split, uh, and he needs Kamala Harris uh, if it comes down to a 50-50 vote. So I think he's afraid to actually introduce things uh, because they will fail. And so he's taking this shortcut. But he, but it is a, it's a dangerous road for us to go down because we're going to get whipsawed every time there's a, a, a new administration. Coming up, what firearms did we get from Modern Arms today? At the Brown Station it, location. Yeah, in North Dakota in the news. Uh, also, Iowa. We'll get you up to date. You're listening to Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle.